Oh, hello. Fancy seeing you here on a Monday morning, but glad you could join us. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, we will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their businesses to success in an ever-competitive business climate. So pour yourself a hot cup and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Today, I have a special guest. His name is Mark R. LePage, and he is the president and CEO of Gable Technologies. He's going to have to correct me if I pronounce that incorrectly. And uh, the founder of Entree Architects, a global online platform providing resources, training, and community for small firm entrepreneur architects. And last but certainly not least, an architect slash developer based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mark, welcome to the show. To the show, did I pronounce that incorrectly? No, as Gable Media, Gable Technologies Incorporated. Absolutely, super, super excited to be here, Lance. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's let's kick things off with that. Peel back the onion a bit for us. Um, how and when did you start your very first company? Oh, my very first company. <laughs> My very first company would probably be, you know, other than lemonade stands and that kind of stuff. Uh, my father is a former auto mechanic, and he owned his own business, so he was an entrepreneur my whole life. And uh, I started working for him when I was about 10, sweeping floors and that kind of stuff. And I would say probably my first real business where I was, like, doing marketing and, you know, having customers and people paying me and doing a service was auto detailing. And so I started doing auto detailing at dad's uh, shop and Sunoco gas station, put a, painted a, a nice sign. I actually took a, a two old, um, the old gas pumps had these metal covers on them. And, and uh, I took two covers from former gas pumps that he had replaced and painted signs on them, made, made like a sandwich board sign called cruise in uh, car detailing and C-R-U-Z dash I-N. I thought it was really cool. That is and, cool. How, how old how old were you when when that one started? Uh, I was probably the, when I first started doing that. I was probably fourteen or fifteen years old. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my first entry into entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. And People that was, always it, it was super successful. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think about it all the time. I think I should just go back to doing car detailing. It was so profitable. Oh, really? Well, I mean, it's yeah. just you and your labor, and there's probably not too many materials and tools and stuff yeah. like that. I, I know it's I know it's evolved quite a bit now. One of my one of my neighbors is a car dealing, detailing enthusiast, and he's he's flying all over the all, all over all the time, and he's always checking out new tools and everything. So maybe it's increased, but um, that that's that's cool, cool story. Did he? Did you always then consider yourself an entrepreneur because of that kind of success? Is that is that what drove you to that, or was it seeing your dad, you know, do it? Yeah, I think it's definitely in my blood, you know, just sort of growing up that way. I never really identified it as entrepreneurism until later in my life. But, you know, just having a, a mom and dad who are trying to run a small business and, and seeing what they did. And, and even as a kid, sort of participating in that process of handing out flyers and, you know, doing what you need to do to market the business and differentiate yourself. I never realized that's what it was. But, you know, I didn't I didn't. I didn't define my dad as an entrepreneur until I was older. I, I look back at that and I'm like, wow, he was an entrepreneur. After I was already an entrepreneur, I realized that, yeah, that's where it came from. And so it's always been part of me. And, you know, I, I, when I 
decided to become an architect from day one. It was, you know, uh, the idea that I loved art and I loved to draw, but I also wanted to make money. So just wasn't really an option back then. Although today, you know, with the world, the way technology works and internet works, you certainly could build a business on being an artist. But, but back then it wasn't much of a, of a business. And so, um, as soon as I recognized what architecture was, I got in and I decided to become an architect when I was 10 and just never looked back to the point where even in middle school, when you start taking those assessment tests to determine mm-hmm. what you, what you're good at, where you start should, you know, they sort of give you the, you should follow. I made sure that the results, <laughs> I took the questions to manipulate the, the end results to make sure that it came out architect. <laughs> so that's how determined I was to become an architect. Yeah. Yeah. I know some people have that. Uh, they really know from day one. I mean, you know, day, day, age 10, whatever that day really is. But, you know, yeah. so to speak, day one, yeah, you kind of have a beeline. Uh, for me, it was always just like, I, I know it's construction. And then it kind of evolved and everything. So did your first company, do you think that, that obviously continued then to lead you to do to form the Entree Architect um, series and, and community, and now now Gable Technologies. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me give you the story about trying to lead into Gable. Um, Please do. My 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 wife is an architect too, and I always wanted to have my own firm. As soon as you know, when I was ten, I said, "Okay, I'm going to be an architect," and it was never an option to work for a big firm. Uh, and so I did out of school work for a bunch of different firms. I worked for uh, for URS Consultants, which is one of the biggest firms in the world. And I worked for a small firm, Barry Postganzer Architects in Ridgewood, New Jersey. And and then I went to um, uh, Kyer, Garmin and Davidson, KPF. No, KPF, KPF is a different company. Uh, uh, Kyer, Garmin and Davidson in Mount Kisco, New York. And I spent about three years there, which is a medium-sized firm. Um, but as soon as I had my license, even before I had my license, as soon as Anne-Marie had her license, we launched our firm. And uh, and we always joke that we are the perfect architect combined because she loves design and loves architecture. And I could take it or leave it, but I love architecture and I love the business of architecture. It's part mm-hmm. of me. It's part of my passion. Um, and so I started writing a blog about it just because I wanted to to document what I was finding for myself so I can go back and find it when I wanted to. And I wanted to start a blog, and that's, that's what I started writing. I called it Entrepreneur Architect, and um, that's how it all started. There was a community that very quickly, that was in 2000, there was no other information on the Internet about business and architecture, and it very quickly grew an audience. Uh, and that wasn't even intentional. It was just a personal blog, but that personal blog, people found it when they searched for business and Archer. And so that community started commenting on the blog. They, uh, over the years, we built a community. That community said, you need to turn this thing bigger. You need to make this into into a magazine or something. You need to, to do something with it. And so uh, in 2012, I announced on the blog that I was going to uh, do something called the 12 project. It was December 12, 2012 was my deadline. So I called it my 12, 12, 12 project. And I invited other people in the community to have their own 12, 12, 12 projects. And I didn't tell anybody what it was. I just said, doing something um, that will change your life. So some life altering decision 
and we'll make the world a better place. That was the, the two we needed to do. And my launch Entree Architect. And so on December 12, 2012, it was also my, my, it also sort of my own accountability partner because I thought it was for three or four years before I pulled the trigger on it. And so I set the deadline, December 12, 2012. I launched Entree.com as a platform for small firms and launched the podcast that same day. And I've been podcasting ever since and growing Entree Architect ever since. That was seven years ago. Um, this and, and it's grown. It's grown. The podcast has grown significantly. The platform has gone, you know, a few products on the platform with some blogs to uh, workshops that we do. do. Uh, we have a full membership where we have a mastermind group membership and a, and a uh, training and resource membership. And it's grown significantly to the point where it's my primary business. It's what I do. I still practice architecture with Anne-Marie. We do some small work, um, but my main focus is on Trey Architects. I lived in um, New York my whole profession. This July, we decided, well, last year we decided to move from New York to North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. And we moved in, in July, and when I moved, that sort of threw all my – corporate entities up in the air because now I have New York entities and so now I'm, I'm living in North Carolina. And so the architecture firm needs New York to North Carolina. That's, we're in the process of doing that. But also Entree Architect was um, registered as an LLC in New York. New York's rules are if you don't, if you're not a resident uh, in New York, or your business is not located in New York, you can't hold it as a, uh, an LLC in New York. So I had to dissolve Entree Arc LLC, and I was forced to start a new entity in North Carolina. My recent plans in the last few years was to take Entree Architect to the next level because I want to grow way beyond me. I want it to be something bigger than me. And so uh, my plan is to start something uh, that could create some sort of platform for architects to practice on. So that's sort of the big, big term plan is to sort of create some sort of professional practice platform where architects can practice. Um, and thought, well, instead of just reincorporating uh, Entree Arc LLC in North Carolina, I'll launch this new company. And so I named it Gable uh, Technologies. Um, and that's where Gable came from. Uh, I left off the E because you, there was no case uh, with an E line. <laughs> and so I just dropped the E and hit Gable. And so now the brand is Gable, G-A-B-L. And, uh, and now Gable Technologies owns Entree Architect. So we're, we're running Entree Architect through Gable. And we did actually literally yesterday, uh, we launched our first new podcast on our new podcast network. Gable Media, um, and uh, it's called Pots. It's hosted by Jeff Eccles, a um, architect and marketing expert who would be also a great um, guest for your your Monday morning coffee. Um, and he and he um, uh, he and Demetrius Lynch, who is the creator and founder of Spaces Podcast, who I hired as a my creative director. He and so Demetrius and uh, Jeff created the Build Your Brand podcast, and we launched it yesterday. It's all about 
branding and marketing for small firm architects. And so the plan is to have a whole bunch of uh, podcasts on our network and, uh, you know, and, and continue to spread the word about uh, how to build better businesses in architecture. Yeah, you're, uh, thank you for that. That was such a, I mean, you broke it down perfectly. I feel like uh <laughs> answered a lot of questions that I kind of already had in my head about it. Um, no, see, seeing the growth of the entrepreneur architect community, I think we got in touch with you maybe uh, four or five years ago or something like that. And seeing the growth of the group, how positive it is generally in, in there and how, how much people um, understand, how much, how much better it's made just small firm architects. Uh, I just can't stress it enough. You know, we, we always try to pitch, hey, if, you, if you're not in that group, in that Facebook group, or you're not following it online, you don't have the newsletter, you're not getting the newsletter, you're def- doing yourself a disservice for sure. Because um, you, you, what you guys did is you you filled a giant gap, a yeah. giant hole that just is not there. I mean, it, when you go to architecture school, you go for your professional degree. You you know you have to take these uh, graduate courses, these two two credit courses basically, and, and that the business courses that were offered are not they're not they're not real business courses. They're not entrepreneur kind of courses. What they are is they end up just being going through like the AIA contracts, and a lot of people don't even right. use those anyway. Yeah. So you know the kind of the kind of questions that come up again in, in that group and that get answered are, are the best. So if you if you had to break it down, I know Gable is brand new, but for the entrepreneur architect community in your mastermind groups and stuff, what do you think your best and without naming names, you don't have to. Is uh, what do you think your best client success story is in in bringing somebody into that group and seeing them grow and expand because of what they've learned and shared in there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to thank you. Alex, because you both uh, have been such advocates for Entree Architect, Entree Architect community. You talk about on uh, almost every episode of of uh, Inside the Firm, and I really appreciate it. I think the growth is uh, uh, absolutely, um, uh, in addition to the work that we do, uh, associated to the promotion that you guys have given. It. So I really wanted to just stop and, and thank you for that. Our pleasure. Um, absolutely. The so um, so the greatest success story I would say, um, and it's not certainly not directly Entree Architect. I'm sure Entree Architect has had a part in it, but I would um, identify Marika McKeel in uh, Studio, N. and she has been a, a a member of the community since the very beginning. She uh, she joined one of our mastermind groups the day we launched it. Um, she currently is now one of our mastermind facilitators, so she facilitates one of our our working groups. And um, and I have had the pleasure of watching her grow her firm from just her to to I think she has a team of five or six people right now. Uh, she started by doing development work, uh, basically custom homes in uh, upstate New York in the in the uh, Lower Hudson Valley. And does beautiful work and has done a fantastic job promoting that work uh, using social media. And I use her all the time as an example of how to start a firm from scratch, how to grow that firm from hiring people, um, and how to get the word out about what you're doing through social media. And she is a model of success. And I'm, I'm really proud to have, uh, have been a very small part of it. But but just to be part of watching her grow, her firm has really been a pleasure. That's one of the most rewarding things about 
starting any kind of business, I think, is whether it's um, helping employees grow in that way or if, in your case, where you have a business that helps other businesses and watching them grow, uh, you can make all the money in the world. But, you know, last, it, but it, it just doesn't even compare to seeing people grow and flourish um, financially, professionally, personally. It, it, it's awesome for sure. Um, what about 100, that? 100%. Yeah, it's the best. Um, what is the worst? <laughs> I don't know how you answer this. What is the worst kind of success story? Uh, <laughs> like, um, what is something where you've seen maybe, I mean, just kind of like, it could be unexpected too. What is, if, if there's anything that just kind of sticks out in the, in the sense of, uh, it doesn't even have to be bad, but, uh, you know, the opposite of that in some kind of way. Is there anything you could share? Yeah, I, you know, I think there are many architects that are sort of stagnant, that, that they, that they, join a group architect or they explore uh, other other platforms and they're sort of in this perpetual uh, knowledge gathering process and they mm-hmm. never execute on that knowledge um, and that 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 they feel like they're making progress because they're consuming information but they never use that information to get themselves to the next level and I see that a lot um, there are people inside and outside of the membership who um, who want to grow and want to be successful and want to sort of uh, uh, do what we talk about doing, but never really take the next step to do it. And and some of that is just fear, which I totally, totally respect. That's why it took me three years to launch Entree Architect in the first place. And that fear every day stops me from uh, pushing farther and faster than I really could. Um, I absolutely respect the the power of fear, um, but I I think it's also sort of a comfort zone that you feel like you're making progress because you're consuming information and you're you're, you're developing your knowledge, but you never really to push it beyond that. That was perfect. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean that's such a great point. I, it reminds me of even uh, some of the some of the best designers that we went to school with. You know, them confronting a blank piece of paper versus maybe me or Alex confronting a, a big a blank piece of paper were two totally different things. And you know, there's a book my wife has read recently that I that I just recommend to people that have that now, and it's the five second rule. I don't know what I don't know what you recommend to people that have this problem of just constant knowledge gathering and never taking the leap. Um, you know, but uh, that that's it's just a big hindrance. What what do you recommend for people like that? I don't have a specific book. That five-second rule is a very good book. I use it actually for myself when I get really anxious and stressed out. I, I use a lot of the, the information that I gathered from that book. Um, it's very helpful. I, I agree. Highly recommend. But I, you know, I, the book I always recommend is the E-Myth Revisited, but that's not a book that's going to get you to execute. It is a book that's going to sort of show what you need to do to to build a, a small business that works. Um, and so I highly recommend that book, but that's not really a book that's going to get you to to take that action. You can read that 50 times. <laughs> I've read that book probably mm-hmm. 12 times. I have three copies of it. I've given it away probably 10 times. Um, but it took me a long time to execute on those ideas too. Read the book and it's super exciting and it's inspirational and you sort of put yourself in the position of that baker and you want to do what she did or what he's telling her to do. Um, but it's scary. You know, it's, it's, 
there's a lot of fear in entrepreneurism because there's a risk that's inherent in, in being an entrepreneur is risk. And so, I mean, just to watch what you guys did with your development, um, to, to follow along on your show to from day one, how transparent you have been about your development right up to now and all the things that you've gone through with the development. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the update on, on, on the, on the, the, the result of it all, because I know it didn't all work out the way that you had hoped it. Um, but just the fact that you were so transparent about it, it has been so inspiring to, uh, to follow along and, and, uh, you know, listen, listen to that. And it's inspired me to, to want to do similar things here. And I've learned out of the lessons that you've, you've taught uh, on your show. So I appreciate that as well. Well, I hope we didn't scare anybody away from it, <laughs> from actually doing no, development because. But I think, though, Lance, is that, that, yeah, well, I think everybody knows it's, and everybody knows that they're, that it's a scary thing to do. And I think what you guys have gone through is probably not atypical for your first project. First of all, it was a huge project to do your first development. Yeah. Um and and that's one of the lessons I learned is that, you know, I would love to do a project like that, but I'm not going to start there. I'm going to start with a house yeah. flip, you know, I'm going to buy a house, mm-hmm. I'm going to fix it up, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to do that a bunch of times, learn how to do that. And then I'll probably design and build a single family house and flip that. And then, you know, maybe design and build another one and keep it as a rental. And, you know, it's just sort of incrementally keep growing it. But the inspiration and the the knowledge gained from what you guys have gone through gives me the courage to break through the fear of taking that first step. So, um, okay, good, good. Cause that, yeah. that was my fear <laughs> looking back at all of that. And kind of what we, what we shared on, on, on our podcast was, man, I hope, especially with these last couple episodes where we, we basically said, no, we're just, we're, we're just pivoting to builders, uh, for yeah. the next couple of years, you know, cause we just saw where the money is and, and the stress level and all of that. Um, so that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Well, I want to hear more of the background on that decision. I want to, I want to, because that's what I'm looking, waiting for on your, on your show is to hear the, hear the, the, the reasons for that switch. I mean, we can sort of gather that through some of the conversations that you had in past episodes, but to, to really dive deep in that, I think would be really interesting I, to, to, to hear. Yeah. That. Well, at the end of the month, we're going to be on Enix uh, show. And that's when we're going to, it's going to sort of be, so he interviewed us very early, I think right when we bought the property and started got things off the ground. And we want to do a recap show because one of the questions we couldn't answer for him was, how did the numbers work? And yeah, now we know yeah. how exactly how the numbers work and compare yeah, that. Yeah, that's going to gonna like, be great. I look forward to that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we'll break that down. Um, what if, I got another question for you is that. So you've been doing this for a while. We've already talked about the success of the Entree Architect platform and what you've been doing for that and how it sort of grew into what you do now. Um, But knowing what you know now, if you could give your former self uh, any advice when you first started the Entree Architect um, platform, what would that that advice be? That's a tough one. Because, you know, even now, as successful as it is, it's still – I still live – day to day it's not it's not uh earning the income that i need to really be comfortable you know and mm-hmm. and and 
I have to do lots of different things. So the architecture firm has to stay alive and continue to practice. Uh, Entree Architect can, has to continue to grow. Uh, I'm growing, and as it grows, so does the team, and so do the expenses. And so um, it's it. That's the thing that is difficult. It's probably not really a surprise um, because entrepreneurism is a risk. Or uh, entrepreneurial ventures are risky. Um, but that's the thing I wish would be different. I wish that it would earn more money in order for me to, <laughs> to not be living on the edge every month for the last mm -hmm. 15 years. And that's, you know, that's just putting it out there, honestly, is that it's, you know, it's been a long haul to build it into a business that does make enough money to, to support us. Um, because it is our major, it's our primary source of income right now. And, uh, which I'm really proud about, but it's, it's, it, it needs to continue to grow in order to grow out of that stage of what it is. And that's part of that, um, part of the plan to make that happen is Gable. That's why Gable has, has been launched and the podcast network has been launched and what I hope Gable Technologies will turn into, uh, is all part of that is, is, is to, the mission is from day one is to help small firm architects build better businesses because when when in businesses succeed, the entire profession then thrives and the architecture profession influences the world and has impact on the way the world works and the way the, the, the environments that we all live and work and play in are, are all influenced by architects. So the more successful architects can be, I make a direct impact on the world. And that's how I look at it. And, and so Gable, the plan for Gable is to, is to empower architects to make a better world. If we can create the resources and the tools and the platforms needed to help small firm architects and maybe even larger firms as we grow them, if they can create the tools and the platforms that don't exist right now that we need to be better and to be more successful, that's what I hope to do. I hope to grow uh, Gable into the company that will allow the profession to practice more efficiently, more effectively, uh, and for us to all do what we dreamed of doing when we decided to become architects. We all had this this passion of wanting to 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 design great architecture and to impact the world and make a difference. And it's hard to do that if you're struggling month to month. And I think a lot of us are struggling month to month. And if we can create tools and resources to help architects not struggle every month, but thrive, we'll, we'll not only make a better business, we'll be happier, healthier people. Yeah, I agree. So on that note, then, if somebody was, if, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, I think it's time for me to finally take that leap, um, where should they go to check out? Um, obviously, I think started episode one of the Entree Architect podcast, but then for Gable, how do they sign up? Where do they go for that? The the holding company for Entree Architect and Gable Media. And so I would recommend that you go subscribe to Entree Architect podcast and our new podcast, uh, Build Your Brand, which is a 12-episode season. And so every episode will build upon the previous episode. It'll, it, we're actually um, exploring and uh, uh, talking about the success of a major brand, this this season is uh, Southwest Airlines. So 
Jeff is breaking down the, the, the brand of Southwest Airlines, how it is successful, what they're doing to be successful, and then taking those lessons and applying them directly to small firm architects. What can we learn from Southwest Airlines to make our individual firms more successful? And so every uh, episode will build upon the last episode. And so it's like its own little workshop uh, in a 12, 12 episode season. It would be really interesting to, to follow along that. So I would highly recommend that you subscribe to that as well. And then um, the, the best place to start at Entree Architect is to join the Facebook group, the, the group that I talk about all the time, the Entree Architect community on Facebook. It's a private group only architects and architecture students. So we have really interesting, uh, empowering conversations in there. It's a very supportive place. Probably, I always say it's the most successful, positive place on the planet for small firm architects because it is a protected place to have those conversations. Uh, EntreeArchitect.com slash group is a link that will go directly to there. You'll have to request membership. And as long as you're an architect or an architecture student, We'll say yes, and then you can come in and, and start having, having some really great, open, uh, transparent conversations in there. Beautiful. Mark, it's always a pleasure. I uh, I hope to see – I don't know if you're planning on going to the AIA conference or International Builder Show in the next ones, but hopefully we can catch up in person and, and have a drink or two. Um, thanks for so much. Thanks so much for being on. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Awesome. Cool, buddy. Well, that was, that was fantastic. Um, I think we have one episode ahead of yours, so probably two Mondays from now. Um, but I'll tag you in the group and share it cool. around. And and I'm going to check out that new podcast. Uh, <laughs> I've been seeing all the stuff on LinkedIn, and it looks fantastic because um, I, I really, you know, that's one of the things you probably noticed Alex says is, like, he'll read a book about, like, Steve Jobs or something, and then he yeah. thinks how we can apply that to F9. So what a great idea. You guys are on to something. Yeah, yeah, well. It was all Jeff and Demetrius. I just basically said, let's do this. You know, Jeff and I said, let's let's make this thing happen. And Demetrius, I really like what he's doing at Spaces. And, and so uh, mm-hmm. I said, Demetrius, Jeff, go do your thing. And that's what they created. And so uh, and I'm super excited about it. Cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. All right, man. All right, Thank man. you very, very much for the invitation. I appreciate it. And I look forward to uh, hanging out with you guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on the iTunes app. Tip your barista, and we'll see you next week for more Monday morning coffee with Inside the Firm.